to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. My name is Jill Harper, and I'm the Vice Chair of Communications on the CIA's Research Council. In this episode, we'll be talking about a research paper published this September called The Impact of Longevity Annuity Provision on Canadian Retirement Income Planning. You can find this paper as well as all other CIA research papers by visiting the website at www.cia-ica.ca, navigating to the research tab at the top, then selecting research projects. To help us explore this paper further, we have one of the authors on the line today, Dr. Rui Zhou. Rui is a senior lecturer in the Centre for Actuarial Studies at the University of Melbourne in Australia. She is a fellow of the Society of Actuaries and an associate of the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. Welcome, Rui. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome, uh, Jill. Uh, thank you for having me here today. So let's start with why we did the research project. Can you tell us a bit about the motivation for this research project? Sure. Um, so this project examines the impact of the access to longevity annuity, also called ELDA, Advanced Life Delayed Annuity, on retirement income planning based on realistic Canadian tax rules and Canadian-specific demographics assumptions. So let's begin with some um, background information uh, about longevity annuity, uh, which will naturally lead us to the motivation of this project. In the past few decades, we have uh, experienced rapid mortality improvement. A consequence of such rapid improvement is that the retirees are likely underestimating their life expectancy and outliving their retirement assets. A long-recognized solution to secure retirement income is annuity. However, rates of voluntary annuitization have remained uh, extremely low. A number of products have been proposed as alternatives to traditional annuities for providing lifetime retirement income and potentially increasing rates of voluntary annuitization. Longevity annuity is one of uh, these products. It was introduced in a research paper by Professor Moshe Milewski in 2005. So longevity annuity is a deep deferred annuity with payments starting very late in life, such as uh, 85. So it effectively transfers the risk of outliving retirement savings at high ages to annuity providers. Because such a product starts payment in very late age, the cost is much lower than that of an immediate annuity and the low cost is expected to stimulate strong demand among retirees. The product longevity annuity was first made accessible to 401k plans in the US in 2014, but it was called um, Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract in the US. The same product, ELDA, Advanced Life Delayed Annuity, was introduced to the registered plans by the 2019 Canadian federal budget. And that is why existing research on longevity annuity is mainly conducted in the U.S. context because the product was first introduced in the U.S. While the studies within the U.S. context provide valuable information for Canadian retirees, Canada's tax rules, retirement system, and healthcare system differ from those of the U.S. These differences may lead to significantly different conclusions. And this is exactly why we started this project. In this project, we 
examine the impact of longevity annuity provision on retirement income planning based on realistic Canadian tax rules and Canadian-specific demographic assumptions. Makes sense. So what were some of your key findings in the paper? In this paper, we developed a dynamic life cycle framework to study uh, welfare increase and consumption and saving pattern changes resulting from the provision of longevity annuities. So we mainly consider three groups of retirees, low income, medium income, and high income. Our finding is that individuals with medium and high incomes benefit greatly from the access to longevity annuity, while low income individuals do not benefit or only benefit marginally. So the longevity annuities provide tax deferral for medium and high income retirees in addition to the benefits of securing high age income. As a result, these retirees convert 25% uh, of the value of their registered plan to longevity annuity. That is the uh, maximum percentage allowed under the 2019 Canadian federal budget. However, for low income individuals, longevity annuity payments significantly reduce their uh, guaranteed income supplement amount which is an income-tested benefit. The loss of GIS amount outweighs the benefit of longevity annuities for low-income individuals. Therefore, low-income individuals choose not to buy longevity annuities. We also consider the impact of income class or mortality experience, and consequently on the longevity annuity purchase. High-income individuals generally experience low mortality. The mortality differentials among income groups certainly affect the price of the longevity annuity. However, we find that uh, under the 25% longevity annuity purchase limit, incorporating the income group-specific mortalities does not change the optimal amount of longevity annuity purchase for these three income groups. But if we consider more granular income groups, the longevity annuity purchase of those individuals in the low to medium groups are sensitive to the mortality assumption. And also if we lift the 25% limit, the results for the medium to high groups will also be sensitive to the mortality assumption. And that is um, the main finding from this paper. So what do you think the impacts of this research are on the actuarial profession? Well, from a theoretical viewpoint, at least, longevity annuities have huge market potentials since we observe that medium and high income individuals are better off converting 25% of their registered plan, the maximum percentage allowed to longevity annuities. The actuarial profession is encouraged to invest in product development and create longevity annuity products with different features to attract customers. We also uh, observed that the low-income individuals appear to be left out under the usual longevity annuity payment structure. So the actuaries should look into designing products specifically for low-income groups such that they can also benefit from this new retirement income solution. And lastly, for some income groups, the decisions of purchasing longevity annuity are fairly sensitive to mortality assumptions. 
So the actuaries are reminded to pay attention to multiple differentials across their customer base. And what do you think the next steps are in this research? In the current study, the retirement age is fixed at 65 and the longevity annuity payments start at age 85. A directional future research would be relaxing these assumptions and making the retirement age and payment starting age as choices that individuals need to make. With this flexible model, we can examine how longevity annuity access impacts the retirement age and also look for possible changes to our current conclusions. Another direction of future research uh, is to investigate the benefit of other innovative retirement income solutions using the same framework developed in this paper. For example, we may study Tongting, which was also introduced to the, re uh, to the registered plans in the 2019 Canadian federal budget. We will compare whether Tongting is better than longevity annuity for different income groups. And we will also consider whether combining the two products can provide more benefit for retirees. Interesting. So lots for us to look forward to from you. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us today, Rui, and for sharing your insights. It was great speaking with you. You're very welcome. Um, it's uh, great to share our findings uh, with um, the actuarial profession, and we'd like to thank the Canadian Institute of Actuaries for providing uh, generous funding to this project. If you want to learn more about this study or any other CIA research project, you can do so by visiting the website at www.cia-ica.ca, selecting the research tab at the top, then choosing research projects. Within this research tab, you can also find a link to share your research ideas, which you can use if you have any comments or ideas that you wish to share about the CIA's research. We always appreciate your feedback, so please don't hesitate if you have anything you'd like to mention. My name is Jill Harper, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Seeing Beyond Risk. <laughs>